This is Judy, and I'm here today with my oldest son, Andrew. Andrew, do you want to tell a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, my name's Andrew. <laughs> I go by Drew to uh, a lot of people, uh, mostly friends, less so with family. Um, and I am 31 years old, and... Um, haven't done a podcast before. Great. So I'm interviewing you today to talk about the cherry orchard and you are the first of the third generation of uh, Emerson's to, um, to be involved with the cherry orchard. So you are a representative of your generation, but I hope to interview others as well. So don't feel like you're the only voice that we'll hear from this generation. What we're going to talk about today is um, what memories you might have about the cherry orchard or times you have spent there, things you might remember being um, special or uh, events that you've celebrated there that you consider important to uh, maybe your memories or to your growing up. And uh, we should probably uh, back up a little bit and just say that um, we used to live, when Andrew and his younger brother were growing up, we used to live in Rochester, New York. So getting to the cherry orchard every summer involved traveling, traveling by plane or normally by car. Do you remember any of those trips, Andrew, getting back and forth to the, to the orchard. Oh yeah. Yep. I remember those, those car trips. Um, I'm trying to think back at, you know, I don't, I think the first like memories of them would be back in maybe middle school that I can think of. I thinking back, you know, I, the trips I really remember were once we started driving with Woody, I think. Uh -huh. um, After 2000, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. what, I would have been, how old was I when you and Woody got together? I would say around 10. Okay. So, 10 or 11, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, remember uh, getting, getting scolded to look out the window more than I was <laughs> Um, what would no, you have I been doing? Always had my face buried in a book or into my Game Boy, or uh -huh. you know, as I got older, maybe my phone or a computer. Yeah. Um, to look at, look out the window, enjoy the scenery, and <laughs> okay, <Yes>. mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Also, then, oh, go ahead. I just remember going in particular to uh, National Park to Yellowstone one time on the way to the orchard. And you and your brother were not that interested in going anywhere but to the orchard. The orchard sits next to a lake, and you wanted to get to the lake. Yeah, yeah. I, and I would say that that, uh, that goal of getting to the destination has something, is something that stuck with me for most of my life. It's hard sometimes to, to stop and look around, though I do appreciate that I've been to a bunch of different national parks 
as part of those trips. I mean, yeah. it was that's a that was a long trip. Yeah, in the cars, yeah. we normally took four days, I think. And yeah, three three or four days. That's right. So we'd be camping okay. somewhere along the way. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I think it's twenty two hundred miles from Rochester, New York, to um, to the Flathead Lake. So yeah. that's uh, those were long, long days, and then we would camp uh, somewhere, usually either um, in a state park or a national park along the way. Um, do you remember, um, or what do you remember about? the orchard what what kind of things were of interest to you once you arrived there what did you what do you remember about it i think the first usually the first thing to do is get out of the car and then go down to the lake if it was not raining or something like that um you know, you pull pull down the drive, um, this this sort of road off the highway, and there's some houses, and uh, take this sort of winding path down, and then the the cherry orchard is on your right as you get down to the bottom of the hill, and you pull into the cherry orchard, and often it's when we were getting there, it'd be full of people already, so there'd be trailers everywhere and tents everywhere. And, kids running around and dogs running around and <laughs> have to slow down so you don't run over anything or run into any of the, depending on the time of the day, any of the um, ladders that might still be up as people are picking cherries. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you've been in the car for a long time at that point. So you're ready to get out. And if it's warm out and you've been cooking because you're, uh, Parental units don't believe in air conditioning. You <laughs> uh, throw on your swimsuit and run down to the lake and jump in or just go down and sit there for a little bit and get some fresh air. And um, This, of course, is after saying hello to every single one of your distant relatives that has appeared for this massive gathering <laughs> every year. So when you say relatives, are we talking um, cousins or what, what people are there for, that are for you, that are of interest to you? Um, ooh, that's a... It's not meant to be a loaded question. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I just don't want to offend anybody. Right, right. <laughs> I only care about my first and second cousins, the third cousins... <laughs> No, um, <laughs> it's always so wonderful just to see the, the massive mix of, um, either direct family members or extended family members or family members and their friends that they've brought along to, to share this experience or family members that have brought along their other family members <laughs> It's true. from the That's other true. side to, uh -huh. to share to share the experience. I mean, obviously I, um, it's always wonderful to, to see my grandfather, um, as sort of the, the center of this whole event. Um, yeah. and you know, previous to grandmother passing, 
both of them. Um, just the all the life that has sort of emanated from them and coming back together for this week or two weeks during the summer. Yeah. That's a nice um, way to say that. Yeah. Do you, um, do you remember particular things about your first and second cousins or first cousins once removed? I'm not sure how those work, but are there, you know, certain kids that are the same age as the, as you. And so you guys would, uh, do certain things together or, uh, even when you weren't, uh, when you were just playing and not working, which was, you know, half of the requirement of, of going, it wasn't all a free ride. You had to do work. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, when my when I can sort of think about it, you know, it was always the sort of group of kids around my age that I was hanging with. But that includes my brother and even some of my younger cousins once they got into their teens, I mm-hmm. think. <clears throat> Everybody was pretty good about um, including everyone else. Of course, harder with the, the very young or... Um, were sort of the, the the older cousins that were watching us at times. Yes, right, right. I think, but um, because in you your know, generation, uh, you also you have older cousins that are ten plus years older than you are. You're the yeah. old. You're one of the oldest of the the third generation, I guess. Yeah, um, I was like the fifth one. No, yeah, fifth one born. Maybe of like the extended, yeah, grouping. yeah, including Keaton. Melissa, Ellen, Keaton, uh. Jurgen, and then me, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and then, um, you know, shortly after that, you have Isaac coming in, mm-hmm. your other son, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, Willie and Ralph, um, and Abby. Yeah, Jack. Um, and Jack. Uh-huh. And then a couple years, and then there's another, or maybe a year. I can't remember what the age difference between Jack and Casey is. I guess it's not that much. Yeah, a couple years. Um, and then Clark. And then there's Clark and Chloe. And, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you, I mean, yeah, go, yeah. Ahead. go ahead. No. <laughs> it's just, you know, in terms of like things I remember doing at the. Um, we've had some sort of raft out on the, the lake for years. Mm-hmm. I, at first there was a, a boat, a sailboat out there. So right. I remember That's... going sailing a couple of times. Usually that was with uh, my grandfather or with my dad yeah. and my grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember one time running aground somewhere out in the water and, uh, <laughs> Whoa. over by one of the um one of the smaller islands not wild horse but one of the smaller islands and my dad jumping in with his cell phone in his pocket to try oh and get the gosh. boat unstuck oh my goodness um, and that was i think i was out with my dad and my grandfather um yeah but um yeah so we had like the sailboat and there's always been a paddle wheel to go out with your cousins and mm-hmm. 
for years until I think I was, you know, old enough to need my own fishing license. I'd go out fishing with cousins and the paddle wheel going fishing for whitefish or perch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's of course separate from going out fishing with my grandfather early in the morning with either just me or with cousins uh, yeah. fishing for kokanee or lake trout, mostly wow. caught lake trout. Um, yeah. And then every night, of course, the kids would all pile into the garage and watch old Disney movies on repeat, it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> and um, because the TV had been moved out there and a DVD player or some yep. kind of uh, even a VCR back then, right? Yeah, it was a VCR. I think I think the VCR only went away a couple of years ago if it's not still there. Oh, wow. Um and how about um, playing board games? Because that is a current thing that people do. Do you remember playing those with your cousins um, when you were in high school? Or um, Only a little bit. I think it was hard to... I don't know. You know, I, when I think about board games, I don't... I think more about... Um, sort of the newer generation, what I consider the newer generation of board games. So I think about bringing board games in the last like five or six years, but I don't, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know that there were, you know, sort of basic board games like Monopoly and Mm -hmm. um, things like that. And card games. I mean, we we played card games with the whole family for years and years and years and um, dice games. And um, that's right. Yeah, we've been playing Five Crowns and uh, what's the other one? What's the one? Quiddler. Yes, and right. Apples to Apples. And I Apples to that Apples. That was, yeah. that was for a while. That would have been high school. Okay. I think. Okay. Um, and the other thing is there was another generation, sort of the fourth generation. Um, yeah. Because your cousins are 10 plus years older than you are, they now have children and and did right mm-hmm. when you were i don't let's see their old the oldest uh, fourth generation would be J- jasmine and so she just started college yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so you were only 10 or 11 when she was when she was born yep and started coming to the lake regularly so that's the younger ones that ne- weren't necessarily the start of the younger uh, group that weren't necessarily yeah. always included in the big kids stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Although, um, in one in one other uh, podcast with Vani, she remembers five five uh, flag the flag game. Oh yeah, capture the flag. Capture the flag, and how that could include all ages. Yep. Right. Sometimes the I don't think my dad and mom ever played that but sometimes <laughs> parents um were known to get like maybe mike or um or john uh, john or yeah some yep. someone in the second generation would play that with with kids and then that included even the youngest ones so yeah but there was kind of a division there of of ages just because yep. of just because yeah I'm, well there was a eight year gap, I think, or, you know, or 
I mean, even before that second generation came in, there was maybe a five-year gap. So Melissa and Ellen, between between them and Keaton, or? No, with, like, Clark, like, younger than me Uh, then. Yes, right. So Clark, so, uh, yeah, I think, I think at least five years between at least you and Clark, right? Mm-hmm. What about, um, what about, so you Chloe. sort of talked about Chloe the, too. and Chloe, right, right. Cause Chloe's, yeah, that's right. So um, just thinking about ages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's only a few years older than Jasmine. So that, explains you know she's like three three or four years older than jasmine and then we start over again with little ones (laughs) (laughs) so what about your memories of um or do you have any memories of actually staying at the orchard without parents like staying with my mother and father there grandma and granddad yeah um trying to think to when when the first time I remember doing that is um, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I think I'd have to look at uh, pictures, photographs. Yeah. Yeah. Past. I mean, as a, mm-hmm. as a kid, I mean, um, yes, you know, right. I know I've sort of, as I got into my twenties and had my own work obligations, it definitely changed the times that I could go. Right. Go up. So since then, I've gone and stayed with them, you know, either at the beginning of the summer or maybe not necessarily during cherry season, just because Mm -hmm. of busy seasons for work. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would, yeah, I'd have to look at pictures. I don't, I know. I don't really know. (laughs) What about, um, Andrew, you we you talked about the cherry ladders, you know, dodging the cherry ladders mm-hmm. as you drove down. What what do you remember about the work of picking cherries? Um, do you remember having to pick buckets of cherries? Well, yeah, <laughs> every morning. Or, you know, late morning, depending on when I got up, uh-huh. have to uh, pick a certain number of buckets of cherries. Or really, I mean, there was the, this lofty number of this is how many buckets of cherries you need to pick. But there was also a certain point almost every day where uh, the the folks that were in charge of calculating how many cherries we had picked would say, stop, we can't we don't need to pick any more today because we're not going to either sell any more today or, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I remember, you know, every morning have your breakfast and then uh, you find a bucket and a ladder and uh, figure out which trees are the ones that are being picked that day and start picking cherries and you could be picking cherries for a couple hours. You could be picking cherries for an hour, um, depending on how motivated or how old you were, (laughs) how far, 
how many cherries were on the tree that you were on. Um, and then Did, if you weren't picking cherries, yeah. you might be raking up fallen cherries or following behind the, the folks that were trimming the trees that had already been picked. Yeah. What about the, did you ever work at the cherry sorting table? Because we should say, I don't think that we've talked about this yet. The, um, the processing of cherries is, was, has been refined over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, First off, there's a small cherry stand that sits up at the, at the highway um, which is probably, I don't know what, a quarter of a mile away from the orchard if you were to drive on the road. Yeah. And uh, that is open with people inside the, the stand or sitting next to it selling cherries to the locals and to the tourists who are driving uh, past the cherry orchard um, on the west side of Flathead Lake. And that has for sale bags of uh, different kinds of sweet cherries. Um, and, and there needs to be, those need to be washed and packaged and prepared for sale. So there's a table then down in the orchard where a number of uh, cousins and aunts usually, mm-hmm. usually it's, it was women and um, cousins of all, genders or sexes, I guess, working together to get those bags prepared for the stand. Did you ever work at the, at the preparation table or the processing table? A little bit. Um, a little bit. I think I liked the, I preferred to pick the cherries because it was for the most part, um, depended a little bit on the, how I was feeling that day, but, uh, like to pick the cherries for the most part, cause that has a set end, like, you pick this many cherries and then you're done. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then you can go, you know, hang out by the water or read or play your Game Boy or whatever. Or, you know, maybe you have to go up to the cherry stand at that point and take some time. But that was pretty easy up there, too. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas I would feel at the, the sort of sorting table, you're just sort of waiting for for everybody else to be done. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, you're, they're... you're waiting for the cherries to be picked and then you're waiting for the cherry stand to call for more cherries. Um, mm-hmm. And there's sort of these fits and bursts that happen because uh, the cherry stand might not make, have any sales. And then all of a sudden they sell out and they call down in desperation that they are two bags uh before being completely empty or completely bare. And then there's a race to get more cherries. And um, yeah, so there's this fit and burst thing that happens with the processing table. Yep. What about the cherry stand? What did you ever go up there with um, my mom's mother, uh, Vione and uh, Aunt Dolores? Did you ever go up with with that crew, do you remember Almost that? Certainly. Uh, do I remember it? No, not really. Uh-huh, that was uh-huh. a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, let's see, Grandma Bell would have uh, passed away in 1998, so you would have been nine, mm-hmm. only nine, yeah. at that point. So, yeah, um, I you know I remember Grandma Bell, and mm-hmm. um, 
I know that I would have gone up to the cherry orchard to help at that point, but I don't mm-hmm. necessarily have any specific memories of it. And um, how about as you were old, as you've gotten older, do you have any, um, have you ever been up there alone? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not very, not very many times, but a couple times. Um, or, you know, up there with younger cousins or. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might I mean, be the, the responsible one up there. Yeah, a couple times. <laughs> I, it wasn't something I really, like, liked to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Don't. Because? Particularly like talking to people sometimes, oh. but <laughs> oh. to strangers, but yes, also, right? you know, it was, it was something that I did. Um, you know, it's. It was, it's hot up by the highway. It and is, yeah. Slow a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the most exciting thing, but it was, it could be a nice way to, like, you know, take some drinks and a book and just go up and sit and read. Yes, true. For a while. Yeah. Um, and get away from the hustle and bustle. Uh, and um, I definitely, you know, as I got older and more recently would take any opportunity that I could to drive the, the tractor up. Yes. With, right. Um, <laughs> with the cherries, with the cherries, you know, <laughs> act as sort of the, the delivery driver for yeah. bringing cherries and the smaller cousins that wanted a ride. Uh-huh. 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 And how about, um, do you remember, um, do you remember meals or, you know, sort of, uh, how how that worked with so many people because sometimes we're talking 30, 40 people that are in the orchard you know as you mentioned tents and trailers and um, there's also hammocks that people sleep, slept in that were mm-hmm. hanging from trees and so the feeding of all of those people could be quite complicated but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think for a lot of it, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but there was sort of signups for meals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yep. and so different people would take different meals. Uh, you know, we'd have an uncle do breakfast a couple days or one day, or, um, usually, you know, there's, there's only, there was never 40 people for like weeks at a time and like you might have that many for a couple days, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, the numbers were constantly changing as people's schedules adjusted, which I'm sure made meal prep a little crazy. You have to figure out how many people are going to be there and what you're going to make. And <laughs> Yeah, there was a, there is, it actually still exists. There's a black book that mm. <laughs> has everybody's name who ha- have, committed to coming to the orchard uh, um, and then the days they're going to be there and there's little tick marks for each day. Um, And so you tally up the number of people that are going to be there. So maybe if I'm, and then those talking about meal times, Ah, meal times, what meals were like with 40, 40 plus people. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, in the early years, it wasn't that many too. As often, I as as things have um, as time has gone on, and 
people of my generation have aged up and brought their started bringing their partners in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and friends and as more kids were born, <laughs> yeah. the numbers just continued to swell. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember most of the meals that I remember are the ones sitting on the the porch on the lakeside. I guess the ah. the back porch, or maybe it's the front porch. It depends on what what side you think is the front of the house. But right. <laughs> um, you know, those were tended to be sort of smaller affairs with maybe uh, you know eighteen people or something like that instead uh-huh, of uh-huh. Um, instead of the forty that now take place when you have the big a big tent and <laughs> right yeah yeah that has really a sort ton of, of more chairs yeah. and tables that are all rented for a week right, or so right well i think you know when i think about that um jamie uh my older sister jamie was very um i want to say compulsive in the sense that she loved to organize things. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, the black book was part of her and my mother's way of trying to figure out how many people they, there were going to be at each meal and who was going to be doing that meal. And that was to take some of the pressure off, I think, my mom, because initially my mother would have been doing most of the, the meals. Now, I first started going there in the 19, early 1980s. So before I had even, let's see, I had met your dad, but before we were, your dad and I were married. Um, so I think they purchased that property in 84. Um, and then your dad and I were married in October of 84. So I started going there when I would have been, you know, 27. <laughs> so even my older sister, Jamie, and older sister, Nancy, and younger brother, John, while we might have been old enough to make the meals, I think at that point, my mother was probably making the meals for for the people that were there. And yeah. those, those early years were, you know, um, let's see, those early years were just the cousins. So I think there might have been you know, you might not remember this, of course, by the late, by the 1990s, we had cousins that had been coming for, 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 since those early years. And already we're talking my siblings, four, my cousins, four and three. So mm-hmm. that would be four, eight, 11 and their parents, six. And so we're already talking 18, my parents, my grandmother, uh, we're already tw- Uncle Jim, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking twenties, in the twenties at that at those beginning years, and then of course people started having more children. <laughs> so it quickly got very, as you said, not forty people. Forty people wouldn't have been there for the full two weeks, but it quickly became twenty something yeah. for a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. You remember sitting on the the front deck, um, the lakeside, and um, at one point, I think my sister Jamie figured out that we should put a long table on that deck. Mm-hmm. You know, we should just lo- and is that what you remember? Kind of yeah. a long yeah, table. Yeah, I remember a long table oh, or a long okay. mixture of tables. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, that's what it would have been. Yeah, true. Gosh, 
gosh, how about the fire ring, Andrew? Do you remember anything about that? The evening events? Yeah. yeah. Would pretty often have marshmallows down, down by the lake and have a fire. Um, you know, I haven't been there since the new fire pit went in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So every time that I've been there, it was sort of a pretty, pretty rudimentary um, uh, sort of half, half fireplace rectangular with a grating uh-huh. Um, and then chairs and benches made out of mostly driftwood. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep, they're logs. It. That's right, logs. And, yep, yep. Um, and and then yeah, people just... kind of crowded around. Uh, some of us staying far away from the pokers and the <laughs> marshmallow holders. I guess the little. Um, things used for roasting marshmallows. And then I always think of my sister, Nancy, my mother always being very, um, you know, prepared with a tray of chocolate and graham crackers and, you know, mm-hmm. something hot to drink for people. And, um, anyway, I remember that as quite a, um, a regular event that happened. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Do you remember, sorry, did I interrupt you with the memory? No. Do you remember other things that you would have done um, at the lake, maybe not during cherry season, but when you were there staying for an extended period of time? Um, Did you ever help dad with the honeybees or the garden, (laughs) anything like that? (laughs) Seems like a leading question. (laughs) I should say, you know, I do remember, I have one memory of... Uh, one vivid memory of the lake when I was younger, and it was uh, very blurry because I was rapidly uh, fleeing uh, some bees that <laughs> decided that my brother and I looked threatening. Uh-huh. And tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't think they were biting us. <laughs> no? <laughs> don't think no? that's where the pain was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, grandfather has been keeping bees for as long as I can really remember there. So I definitely remember being very curious about that was young when I was younger and, you know, going up there and watching. And, um, you know, as far as I know, we only really got hit that one time and I have no idea what, what exactly happened to cause the bees to get upset. But, um, um, helped out a little bit in the garden, uh, a little bit with moving wood piles around and mm-hmm. shoveling when it during the winter. Yeah, um, when you were there on off yeah, season, off-season. during the off season. Yeah. Um, what about fishing with my dad? You said you used to go out with him. What would what yeah. would that involve? Um, getting up earlier than I was used to (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, I'd have a a cooler with some sort of snacks in it and, and soda and, um, go down to the lake in the early morning and take the boat out 
and um you know occasionally it'd be me and one other cousin a lot of times it was just me and uh, grandfather and um just listen to the radio and sort of troll back and forth in some certain areas and hope that we would catch a uh catch a lake trout these fish were were big as i recall or i consider them big like bigger than 10 12 14 inches right yeah yeah for the most part um the the really big ones were not as good as the slightly bigger than <laughs> mm-hmm. because the medium sized ones but uh, so what would you consider how how many inches would you consider a a good catch it's been so long. Mm-hmm. I don't even maybe fourteen. I think once you got up towards like eighteen inches or twenty twenty inches, the, the they started to be a lot older and have a lot more fat and just not be as tasty. But okay, okay. Um, and then uh, you would yeah. you would come back. Would you usually catch one? Uh, usually, no, we would usually not catch anything, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember um, too. <laughs> but when we did catch them, we'd, we'd come catch one, we'd come back and, you know, we'd try for more for a little while, uh, <laughs> but we would come back and, uh, clean it and, um, either depending on what time we got back, we might have it for a meal that day or we might, or how big it was, or we might put it in the freezer or the fridge and save it for the next day. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. some of the other cousins, your, your second cousin or your first cousins once removed or whatever, Willie or Jurgen or Ralph might go fishing as well. Right. Yep. Yeah. Did any of your first cousins ever go fishing with you? Did, because uh, I don't remember either. Probably, fishing. but I don't. I don't remember. Not very often. Um, I don't know if everybody was particularly interested in it. Huh. Um, I think probably a big part of it was the whole getting up early in the morning is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Can you just as a you know this has been a great wide ranging conversation. I don't yeah. think I. I don't think I. Uh, had thought about as many different things that we that we talked about today because um, you know I I don't know why I know all these things were happening um, you know with cherry selling and cherry picking and cherry mm-hmm. processing and meals and what the kids were doing and but some of it I I don't remember either so part of this is really nice for me to to chat about and remember have some good memories about one of yeah. the one of the really nice things about the cherry orchard is that it's um, sort of a welcoming place for, for everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. And that explains why your dad, who um, your dad and I have been uh, divorced for over 20 years. We are, um, we get to see each other at the lake because your dad has been coming the past few years. He didn't come this past summer due to COVID, but mm-hmm. um, he's been coming to the lake and spending time with, with you and Isaac and my parent, my dad and my, and my cousins and my siblings. 
and me and uh, Woody. And it's so nice for for all of us to be able to be together like that and your dad yeah. uh, coming. And he's agreed to also let me interview him. So I hope oh, to do great. that sometime <laughs> too. <laughs> um, anyway, that's, you know, that's kind of another piece about the orchard. Vani is uh, a stepdaughter of my dad's mm-hmm. brother. And yet um, she's been uh, coming to the orchard despite the fact that, you know, her, her stepdad, Jim, is not uh, married to her mother anymore. And um, that's partly what's, I think that's a lovely tradition that has happened at the Cherry Orchard is that some people come, keep coming. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I think as uh, your grandfather and your, your dad says that sort of once you've started coming, you're part of the family. and. Mm-hmm unless you do something to to make him very angry which is <laughs> well <laughs> pretty difficult uh, to get to that point uh, you're pretty much invited yeah and you know that's extended to even significant others of uh, family members that have you know or sorry former significant others um, yeah and uh, yeah i mean and- sisters and brothers of yeah and, and uh, other other parts of their family and yeah. friends and <laughs> in-laws and yeah mm-hmm. yeah cousins and yeah we're lucky we've we're very lucky that that's a that's a a place that um people feel welcome at yeah so yeah, yeah and you know that's i know you know it's tough right now but um previous years if i wanted to go to the lake all i had to do was call call up granddad and find out what was going on. And if I could stop by and visit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure after this uh, pandemic has passed, we'll, we'll be able to to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you think of one memory, even in the recent past related to the cherry orchard that uh, if you were to describe it to somebody who hadn't been there before, what you might say to them. I, I loved that you could describe how it was when you arrived. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. So can you think of a parting, um, parting, a parting thought? Parting thought. Mm-hmm. Probably (laughs) (laughs) to think, you know, um, the, it's, it's hard to describe what it's like to, to maybe somebody who hasn't, um, experienced that many family members in one place. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's true. And different ages and pets and tents everywhere. And, um, you know, it really does look sort of like this strange camp of weirdos. <laughs> um, people sleeping in the back of their truck or, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but the, 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 the cherry orchard is uh, everything you love and hate about family reunions uh-huh. 
with a side of manual labor and uh, all-you-can-eat cherries. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's good. uh, (laughs) Access to this beautiful crystal clear lake um, where there's always somebody around ready to do something uh, mm-hmm. and there's always beers in the fridge and snacks to be had somewhere somewhere in the house um, mm-hmm. if you've eaten you're full of cherries mm-hmm. um, and it's outside and you spend most of that week being outside. That's true. That's uh, true. And for me, definitely, you know, I'm, it's like more people interacting with more people in one place in a, in a tighter place than normal than I mm-hmm. get when I'm not at work. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just... I don't know. That's kind of rambly, but it's just sort of like word vomit of the things, the the emotions and the thoughts that pop into my head when I think about the the cherry orchard. Um, That's a great <laughs> description. Yeah, thank you, thank you for talking about the orchard yeah. today, Andrew. Yeah, thanks, yeah. mom. Thanks for having me. <laughs>